Welcome to Near-Death Experience Podcast, the official source of audio accounts for the Near-Death Experience Research Foundation, nderf.org. I'm Chaz Hathaway, author of Life in the Spirit World, What Near-Death Experiences May Teach About Life on the Other Side. Today we're going to share the experience of Jupe, and uh, this is a man. I've not heard the name Jupe before, so just want to clarify that. Uh, it... Uh, it does say underneath that how would how would you consider the content of your experience Native American? So I don't know if this is if Jupe is a Native American man or what exactly. But uh, anyway, what he says. Okay, it was in October 1972 after an LSD trip, my near death experience started. At a certain moment, I left my body and floated above it. I saw everything happening in the room. Everybody panicked because they thought I was going to die. I was sucked into a tunnel where I floated. There were many animals, like birds, around me that made the most wonderful music, and it was as if I was being welcomed. Floating, I went into the direction or in the direction of the light that I felt I had to go. Having arrived there, I felt so much happiness and love that I couldn't continue further up to the transition or threshold between the tunnel and the light. Telepathically, they told me everything. When I wanted to make a move forward, a girl appeared with beautiful red hair. Then I had to leave all this and floated through the planetary system back into my body. I felt reborn and full of energy. Then I didn't know what this was and thought it was part of the LSD trip. All the people that I saw and that saw me later felt I had changed a lot positively, which I didn't understand. In 1975, I met my wife in a bar. There was an angel with red hair, and I just knew that she was mine. We are now married for 25 years. That all of this was a near-death experience I only found out 25 years later when there was a television program about children that made drawings of tunnel, of a tunnel with light. That is the end of Jupe's experience. And there's several things I want to say about this. First, I want to reiterate that um, many people are going to dismiss this because he was under the influence of LSD. Totally understandable. It's just that... Having read so many of these experiences, I find that uh, I I think that it's a genuine near-death experience. And so if you want to reject it outright because it's an LSD trip that uh, led to it, so be it. You, you have every reason to. You could see or feel or experience just about anything if it's not veridical, meaning that you can't verify you know, things that you saw that you shouldn't have been able to see and prove in some way, okay? But... Um, Many people who are under the influence of drugs approach death so close that they actually have near-death experiences. And this seems to be one of those cases. And so from this point on, I'm going to treat it as a true near-death experience, though I totally understand anyone who wants to reject it because of the drug content. Okay, but um, Jupe says that he, he left his body, was floating above, and saw everything happening in the room. So he's floating above his body. And everybody's panicked because they think he's going to die. And then he's sucked into a tunnel where he floated. 
And this is interesting because I've heard many experiences with animals in the tunnel and many other experiences with music in the tunnel. But the way he puts it, he says, there were many animals like birds around me that made the most wonderful music. And it was as if I was being welcomed. From his perspective, the animals are actually making the music. That's kind of cool. I've never heard that before, but it's very interesting. Okay, he says, floating, I went in the direction of the light that I felt I had to go. And then he says he felt so much happiness and love that I couldn't continue further up to the threshold. Now, I've heard many people say as they're approaching the light or as the love is increasing, that they genuinely fear as they get are approaching this, you know, and the and the light and the love is increasing and increasing and increasing. And at every moment they're they feel like they've maxed out love. They've maxed out how much love they are capable of. And then more comes and then more comes and then more comes. And some several experiences I've read, they're afraid they're gonna burst or that they're going to basically pop out of existence because the uh, love is so intense and almost always when they reach that point it reduces some the the that the intensity of that love reduces sufficient to feel like they feel safe i guess you might say i don't know if safe is the right word because i imagine for many there is a uh, temptation to pop if it were (laughs) into this love and I don't know, is that, is that, uh, is there a, as you're approaching merging into the light, is there like a, uh, kind of like a, I don't want to say barrier, I'm, I'm picturing water, you know, when you, you can see the surface of water and you very slowly approach it, once you make that contact, it sucks to your finger, you know, it's, uh, the, you know, it's, it's all physics and, and, and scientific, the, way it does it, but I wonder if there's something to that in approaching the light that that as we feel like we're going to burst, it's like we're going to suck into the light and merge with it. And maybe we don't know up to that point, or at least the people that are worried they're going to burst, don't know what it is that's going on, but they can feel that they're about to pop, if you will, and maybe it's just that they're about to merge into the light. And many people do merge into the light, and their experience is profound. And they say, I thought that I'd felt love up to that point, but it got, it suddenly, you know, multiplied by a billion or something. You know, and it's like, what? What? You know? So um, I'm fascinated by that. Anyway, um, he talks about this uh, not being able to continue further to, toward the threshold. He says, telepathically, they told me everything. And who is they? It's not clear. He doesn't really specify. But he says, when I wanted to make a move forward, a girl appeared with beautiful red hair. I'm under the impression he has not seen any people at this point, but he knows they're there. He senses them, but doesn't see them. And then when he sees this girl with beautiful red hair, he... I don't know if she convinces him to go back or if she, you know, shoves him back or what, but uh, she, her coming initiates his return to his body. And, uh, and then lest anyone is confused as to think that this angel was the angel with red hair, um, he doesn't say, 
I met my wife in a bar. There was the angel with red hair. Rather, he says, there was an angel with red hair, and I just knew she was mine. I don't think he's saying, though I, I could, you know, I could be wrong, but I don't think he's saying that this was the same angel that he saw, the person that he saw, but that here was this angel in red hair that probably reminded him very strongly of the angel he'd seen in his near-death experience. And, of course, he's absolutely drawn to her. Um, but she, he says now we, we've we now been married for 25 years. And uh, he didn't even realize that this might have been a near-death experience. I mean, think about it. He's Up to this point, he thinks it's just an LSD trip. You know, that, it's, that it was his his drug trip that had caused this whole thing and seeing his wife um with red hair and being you know reminding him of that angel that he'd seen it reminded him of something he saw on a drug trip i don't think it was he would have taken it as any sign or anything except that the experience was so full of the love and so full of happiness that uh that no doubt he did feel a connection to her when he saw her anyway very interesting. Um, so when he finds out later about near-death experiences, he's like, oh, oh, that sounds like what I experienced. So very interesting. So if you'd like to contact the podcast, you can do so by either emailing neardeathexperiencepodcast at gmail.com or by emailing, I mean, by calling 970-NDE-CAST. You can support the podcast by going to patreon.com slash NDE-CAST and becoming an ongoing monthly contributor. So far, we're still able to keep putting out an extra episode a week, and you'll be able to go back and listen to all the old episodes once you become a contributor of any amount. Also, you can purchase the book, Life in the Spirit World, and that would also help very much. And thank you again, all of you, so much for listening. (laughs) 